0: Welcome to Here's Quickly Podcast. I'm Danny. Good day, Chris Shevin. Good day, sir. Good day, Justin DeRyder. Hello.
1: Hello. It's, it's, been great a while, start, it's great to start things off with a little three-way, you know? Yeah. It's the best way to
0: start a podcast, and it's it's great. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> every time. Really excited to have you back, man. It's been a little while.
2: It has been a little while. Hello, everybody. I... uh it's, uh, it has been a while. I've come over a few times, Danny. Uh, there was a little transitional period. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Is that alright? Transitional period? Yeah. Yeah, what, you uh, know, season yeah, one, sure. season season sure. Why not? Hey, by the way though, we
0: got some bald Brian coming up in a little bit. Oh.
3: Excited about that. What Celebrity guest. What a gentleman. Celebrity guest. Yeah. yeah, I
0: just got off the phone with them. Uh, so we're kind of doing this backwards. We're doing a little intro yeah. part first. Mm-hmm. I feel comfortable with it though. But yeah, great guest. So stay tuned for that. I'm uh, really excited Fantastic, about it. Yeah.
2: But Justin, yeah, love you, man. So what, so what do you got going? Man, I uh, I just finished up hunting season, so I got a buck this year. Yeah, I uh didn't get my elk, but uh got got a turkey. So turkey was it just that you didn't find one, or nah, did you I saw it, I saw a couple, but I hunted kind of a hard season, hard area to hunt. I hunted the the coastal range. Oh wow! And uh the second coastal range here in Oregon is not it's not the best hunt. It's a very challenging.
1: Can I ask you about your rifle?
2: Uh thirty out six. Oh, classic yeah, American. model seventy. It's like yep. the Ford F two fifty of rifles. Yeah. So, yep. people hear guns and they're just so like. So, it's got four wheel drive. You're either like for guns or against guns. You know? Yeah. I mean, but like, they don't understand when it comes to guns. They're just
1: There's just lots whole universe. of different guns for Absolutely. different purposes. But yeah.
2: essentially, I have the rifle that's like the F
1: 250 yep. of rifles. Right on. So, have you been was, hunting with like that for a long time? You hunt? I don't. I have never, but I love guns. Yeah. yeah. And I love shooting guns. And I love the, like, I don't know the physics and the for sure so
2: the, people are into like chess or anything like th- there's a lot of physics involved with the shooting especially yeah. when you get out long distance yeah exactly and trajectories the, the range, and you yeah. get into you know ballistics and and how much energy is you know out of your bullet and different and there's so
3: well, many the guys of them like laser guns, guns right but
1: it's really like throwing a really fast rock
2: yeah <laughs> it, it is like throwing a really fast rock yeah. out at
1: you know six six seven hundred yards it
2: Oh yeah, I mean that's
0: that's well, uh, and and uh, yeah. what about that crazy kind of mental exercise there of that if you shoot a gun perfectly horizontal from like a table and uh, from the same spot drop a bullet onto the ground that the bullets will hit the ground at, at the same, same time. time? That, that is, is right. it's not weird. It really it's, is weird. Gravity yeah. affects yeah. a moving object like that. The that's same. one of the
2: biggest effects to your bullet is is gravity. Yeah, yeah. bingo. It's interesting. So you got to have a good understanding of physics if you want to get out there. I mean, anybody can shoot a couple hundred yards. That's not a big deal, right? But.
0: Good gun, I good did, scope. Uh, yeah, control for your sure. breathing. I have and blasted a bird breathing. one time.
2: No kidding. Shotgun? No kidding. Felt kind of bad about oh with like it. It. It's it's a weird. I, yeah. I should
0: do it more. I think I get more immune to it. I guess. I, I
2: can take you turkey hunt in the spring. Yeah, was, <laughs> turkey hunt. is fun. <laughs> this was like
0: a high powered uh uh pellet gun. Yeah, and it was like.
1: It was like. Was it still alive after you shot it? Because I think that's no, the hardest no. part. No, This was like it was <laughs>
0: like in the tree. It was at uh, my friend Eric's house, and his and he lived on basically kind of a farm. I you know I don't know exactly what they used their land for. They weren't exactly harvesting crops, but it was a pretty large piece of land. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And they were they had all these things. I think they called uh, flickers. They called them flickers. And they hated him. It's like they wanted him dead. The yeah. dad was literally like, "Eric, I'll pay you yeah. like five bucks a bird or something. Oh get rid, shit, rid our area yeah, of this yeah. this curse." And I luckily was there for the day. <laughs> and it's day. just like, ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like well, it's hunting day. And uh, my first shot at one of these things, it was perched in a tr- in a tree. Just blasted him and yeah. like feathers Fetish fly. Just feathers.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. just
1: flew. Is there yeah. anything more satisfying? <laughs> oh, I mean, I,
0: if there was any question, yeah. you know, I yeah. nailed that thing. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was weird then and we just sat there and hunted them. And yeah. it was mostly Eric. Eric was the one that killed the rest of them. But, yeah. uh, it is, it's pretty sad. So the act of
2: killing it? is kind of a, it's interesting. And people wonder why men are so violent. And, you know, in this society today, I I, I feel like we've, um, there's kind of this attack on manhood and we're not supposed to be violent. We're not supposed to be all this stuff, but, but it wasn't that long ago on our evolution. Like very, I mean, our grandparents essentially, they had to hunt. A lot of them had to hunt to eat and, uh, hunting is a very violent act, but, but the, uh, what I get into hunting, I, I, I hunted through high school, hunted deer and then just recently started hunting again. And, uh, it's such a, I, I think it's getting back to that free range organic um connection with our food source mm-hmm. and it's just such a challenge it's it's getting outdoors and people who love to hike it's like taking hiking to a whole nother level because you get you hear a leaf drop and you're like you go on right, alert right, right. because I mean, you 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 get very in tune with animal behaviors and and looking at different signs and looking at little like where they've been like little twigs that they've been nibbling off of like mm-hmm. they're feeding here. This is a feeding area. This is a bedding area. This is okay. That you look at scat. This is uh this is probably a female you know bo- a cow you know elk because the 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 poop is, is little pellets where a bull because you know females kind of they typically gra- they graze throughout the day and then males the bulls they'll have just oddly shaped turds because they eat a bunch and then they take, you know, they they kind of fast, you know, cause they're off trying to find some more females or so. It's, it's, it's it's like if people are, if you're really in tune and want to get, get deep and get, get serious and you love to hike and it's, it's exciting. It's, it's really exciting. So I just did my first elk hunt. I I wasn't successful. We saw, um, we saw one really big bull and tried to make, you know, make that happen it just couldn't we couldn't get any opportunities to, to capitalize and
1: was he and, just moving too fast
2: no nah, we saw him we were like a mile and a half out and oh, that's uh, a, and so <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah so by the time
3: far. we
2: got there it was like 40 minutes out and they moved back in the yeah. timber woods. Well, not a big deal yeah you couldn't make that <laughs> shot yeah, that's like let's try you know yeah. come on man. <laughs> i'll aim like towards the sky and we'll see if we can make this happen right just bounces like a mortar at, at that point it <laughs> yeah, yeah. would bounce at that point yeah, yeah. for sure no penetration at that distance. No, yeah. not at all. Like bounce off, like, what's that, a little fly or something? But, uh, yeah, we got over there and then, you know, I was hunting rifle and the problem with rifles, there's a lot of people that hunt. And so evidently somebody else saw that elk because the next day it was day, you know, it was kind t- towards the dark. So we got there, you know, 4.30 in the morning and wait for daylight. And, and then all of a sudden there's like 10 guys that show up. So yeah, that just kind of blows that whole hole out. So we, we moved on, but, um, but it was good. I, you know, I did get a deer this year. That, that was the first deer I'd shot in, you know, probably 12, 13 years. And, um, so nice. yeah, you
0: get yourself some jerky and you make it. You I know. didn't do
2: any jerky. I did a lot of ground beef. I did some, I obviously kept the back strap and that was, uh, it was a younger buck, uh, real good meat on him. Just really, really healthy buck this year. So, but I got him in the necks. So I didn't destroy any meat. I was did a pretty close shot and I just. He dropped. It was kind of an intense situation, though. Um, I got him in the neck. He dropped instantly, but he didn't die. I would say he was unconscious for sure, but he kept breathing for like, yeah, twenty five minutes later, he's still breathing. So wow. it's like okay. So you just
1: keep your eye on him, or what?
2: Yeah, he was done. He wasn't going to go anywhere. Yeah. And I would, like I said, I would say he was unconscious. So I, um, I, I took my knife out, and my buddy's like, "Well, you, you know, you got to finish him." So I was going to, you know, I thought, you know, slit the throat. That's always a sure way, but. He said uh, no, you know a better way yet is to just kind of grab them by the horns and then just that there's like a on the back of your head, everybody's got a soft spot and you you can feel back there, it's like uh <clears throat> below like the the first two vertebrae off your off the off your skull, there's a soft spot, and all animals have that too, so you just kind of stick your knife down in there and you get pretty deep and they start shaking a little bit, but it's all over, wow, so very intense. Intense. Yeah. very intense, very <laughs> intense but but it, uh I'll tell you what, it's, it sounds like Bring graphic. the kids out for that. Uh, what, No, but that? I yeah. mean, we're
1: all eating animals. Not all of us. Some of us choose not to. But I eat animals all the time, and I should be more connected with the process. Well,
2: you, I, I can't be a vegetarian. I have to eat protein. I yeah. do, and um, and I think you know, you look at the videos online of the slaughterhouses, and then you, just the, the corn-fed beef that we're fed. Yeah, the I days. mean, like, it's just it's as, not good for no, I mean, them. Exactly. This is way more healthier, yeah. and, and way more. There, there is something about that connection with. With your food. Yeah, absolutely. So I had
0: a tough, uh, hunting experience as a kid. Uh, went out with my uncle and, uh, he, it was, uh, it was bird hunting. Mm-hmm. I wasn't given a weapon, which if you're hunting, how old are yeah, you? God damn it. At I mean, this point. You gotta have a, you gotta have something in your hands. Yeah. I was probably like 11. I mean, you
1: should guess, have had a, shotgun. carry a BB gun or something. Yeah.
0: They didn't give me anything. They Get gave me the backpack. You know? They gave me a backpack. They're like, we'll put the birds in your, in here. So I'm that the was dog all I was given I'm the dog, I was then. the dog, yeah, you know, yeah, only I wasn't asked to to doggy paddle out to the middle of the lake and take right. it out oh, that's nice and that was I wanted to do that actually. It sounded fun, <laughs> but uh, as we're walking down this trail, my uncle's in front of me, we're in the long line, you know, and this this pheasant just comes just flying right past us, like like you know right over our right shoulder, and he just swings up his shotgun. Spins around in one motion, spins and fires, and in the, and I dive to the ground, he would have blasted my face
2: off. Yeah, yeah. Remember when Dick Cheney shot that guy? It was <laughs> that situation.
0: I swear to bird God. Like one I ducked and he spun yeah. and fired right where my head used to be. Yeah. And he hit this bird. And you're like, all right, I'm good. Yeah, I'm a middle child. I'm like, my bad. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Got in your way there. Yeah. <laughs> They put this bird in my backpack, wow. yeah, and then like 20 minutes later, all of a sudden, I, I feel like the, there's an <laughs> earthquake going on no. or something. I can't walk straight. This thing is coming back to life. No. In my bag. I'm
1: like, oh, Did you reach in there and just break its neck? No. No. no.
0: That was, <laughs> God, that would have been badass.
1: Yeah, that's how we used I to kill. I got this.
0: I got this. Snap. No, no, I was like, what the fuck?
2: No, yeah, no the ring in your neck, um, that's how we used to kill. Like, I used to hunt grouse while I was a kid. So you'd grab them if they're still alive and you just, essentially you just flip them, you know, and it'd it rain their neck and it'd crack their neck and they'd be done. Yeah, there oh. you go. Yeah. Well done. Yeah.
1: It's definitely yeah. our most, so I think the you most should, violent episode. Yeah. Yet, like huh? He should have yeah.
0: taken a little safety class. I think he got a little, yeah. Bit, yeah. yeah. He fired yeah. right into his family. Yeah. yeah you don't need <laughs> to do, yeah, you don't want to be doing that. You don't want to be doing no, that. He didn't like yeah. you. I don't think they put that in the hunting <laughs> manual, you know, but, uh, yeah, I, I was going to tell you guys I had a, I, I think that I found the most annoying person I've ever Uh-oh. run across. Holy shit. I'm very Maybe. interested in you. I'm gonna weekend. guess, uh f-
2: Female? No, oh, no. no, no.
0: <laughs> Obviously. Uh, <yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> we won't go there. Yeah. Uh it was a male. It was one of these guys. I was I was out with some friends. Uh this was actually just last night. Was alcohol involved? Absolutely, the guy yep. was always the guy was drunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was also one of these like kind of like white collar drunks. Like he was in a kind of an ill fitting suit that was kind of all like it was mm-hmm. like he was working security maybe or he was a limo driver or something.
2: <laughs> but it's, it's okay, like, I'm a limo driver. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm a
1: limo driver.
0: <laughs> he was kind of like his tie was all loose. We're watching the Blazers game. We're in the bar. Oh. There's two minutes left in the Blazers game. Great game. And it was a, it was a really good game. Everyone's amped up about the Blazers. Yeah,
1: well, sixteen
2: and three, baby. Blazers. Yeah, right. I like Get it. it I like
0: it. I, I I was not on the bandwagon a month ago. So no, I'm now. I can't now, fake I'm, it. I'm happening.
1: But, I'm happening now, though.
0: But literally, this guy, as the game is going, Ugh. he's like ball into Damian Lillard, kick out to uh, kick out to. Uh,
2: he was announcing it. He was
0: announcing the game.
2: Was he doing but, good though?
0: It was not wildly terrible. Yeah, but it's still not what you're there to hear. And no, there's, a, there's here, the it's sounds here. on on the TV. He's <laughs> like Mat- Wesley Matthews kicks over Damian Lillard, drives oh and the foul oh and it's in. I mean he's he was he's,
2: doing that to get laid.
3: Well, Does that
1: work?
2: Yeah. Well, he's probably going for the one in a hundred type. Yeah, you know. yeah, 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 That's his He game, was man. announcing he's the game,
0: game at full volume. Yeah. yeah. That's
2: unacceptable. Look at me. Did the
0: bartender yeah. say anything? Nobody said anything Did to you. Did anyone say anything to the bartender? And I thought maybe it was the kind of thing where it was like, okay, he's going to do this for seven seconds. Right. One play. You know, kicks One out Ooh, for three. Ooh, you know, and yeah. that's it. But no, then later he's like, timeouts, you know, timeout, uh, Portland. Oh, wow. Uh, 20 second timeout. Yeah. I'm not even kidding.
1: He's, he's, he's. he's well, okay, he's, I have a question. This is important. Are you sure it wasn't the guy that's like mentally handicapped that goes to that same bar every <laughs> night for his whole life? Well, he and it's w- just like Fred announces the game, and everyone knows that. <laughs> that's a pretty good point. Uh, <laughs> I love <it>, maybe that's. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: and I'm just like, shut the fuck up, retard. Hey, Fred. did you say anything?
2: What? Can did you say anything? No, wrong? I didn't. Oh. No. Why not? Uh, I just. Hey, we're I, trying to watch the game here. One thing I boy. like about the East Coast, you guys been over there much? No, but Not I appreciate what you're about they, to say. They just call people out. You just out, say man. the truth. They yeah. call people out. Yep. I like that. I we, we, we're we a little bit too. We're passive. Yeah, we're very passive here, yeah. and I just, yep. sometimes I wish we'd just call people out. Yeah. I, I agree. Up, it's guy. like, dude, Whatever. shut up.
1: Yeah. Shut yeah. up. Shut, shut your up. mouth. Shut your fucking mouth.
2: We listen to way too many people we shouldn't listen to. Yeah. It's I know, uh, you I know,
1: know. I, no
0: one else even mentioned anything. I was in a group of like six people, and no one said anything. Nobody, they,
1: you would have been the hero, I bet, if you would have said. See, I would have, I would have felt like I was taking crazy pills. I think because I would have been like, guys, this is the most annoying behavior I've ever heard in my whole life, and they're like, wait, who, what?
0: Like he's just announcing the game. It's yeah. just obviously a hobby of his. The ga- <laughs> he's clearly put some time and effort into this. Yeah, it's Portland. It's like everyone wants to be very supportive.
1: I was oh. like, shut the fuck up,
0: please. <laughs>
1: please. please.
0: Say it nicely. He kicks it out to Nick Batum for three. Ooh, boom, it boom rattles Batum. off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, they have a person that's being paid to do this job. Professionally. Just drink up. Stop. Yeah. 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 But I think it added to it that he kind of had like the, it was a weird look. I, I wanted to know more about him. Yeah. Did it look like mental illness? <laughs> No, no, it looked like alcoholism. Yeah, okay. With, okay. with maybe a limo driver. Goodness I'm gonna go with limo driver, alcoholic. Okay. That's uh, my, that's my guess. A limo lifestyle. Driver, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> both.
0: Our buddy's got a little coke problem. That's, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of, it's one of those improv things they've been telling us to do is to hone in on people. Get their oh, character. Yeah. Pick oh. up on pick up on subtle, what are they? What are they right. all about? Watch
2: people a little bit. Coked this up.
0: guy's all about Nick Batum shooting threes. Coke. <laughs> <laughs> boom. <Yeah. laughs> boom
1: <too. laughs> and lameness. God, I and love. boom goes to dynamite. Truth-
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Truthfully, though, Batum is so hot hot. He's so hot. He's just like, they put him against the like best player on the team every time. You know? He's got some swagger. He's like frantically trying to defend George the other night, and he oh, does yeah. a fantastic job. He did a great job, yeah. yeah. They're looking it's pretty a Fun good. player to watch. Fun player to
0: watch. Well, you know who else just is solid all around? Audible, baby. Audible, baby. That's right. <laughs> you don't want to lug around that hardback.
1: No. You don't want to listen to your books. Plug. You want to get right. that... You want to get that book in your brain without having to read it? Try That's Audible right. Baby.
0: You wanna read uh you want to listen to Nick Offerman tell you how to live life. Yeah. I, I can't wait to start. It's Nick fantastic. Offerman, paddle your own canoe. Uh and you can get that for free at uh audibletrial.com slash huge quickly.
2: Get yourself a free audio book. Free uh two week trial. Can't beat it. Love that. Win win, baby. And I will say this, like I uh finding time as I get older, mm-hmm. time is my most valuable resource. Absolutely. And, uh, trying to balance all out and juggle it all out and this and that. And I used to read a lot as a kid, but I don't read anymore. So, uh, it's easier for me to throw the headphones on and listen to a podcast, listen to a book. Uh, mm-hmm. actually the last book I listened to on Audible was Republic Lost. Um, so it's a, uh, it's a good way to, to kind of keep in tune with what's going on. Yeah. Um, you can throw it on during your workout. You You, you know, it's, it's an amazing technology that we have. So.
0: I know, it really is cool. They're good. They're good for the car. They're good Absolutely. for, uh, the commute. Yeah.
1: So. Anything you're doing that you don't really want to be doing, like cleaning the kitchen or something? Anything, boom, man. Throw and it in on.
2: In you, the background, you got these people talking on. to you, or you can, yep. you know, you can expand your horizons. You can really get out of your, uh, even if you're just sitting in the Midwest somewhere and <laughs> 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 where nothing happens. If all you I mean, see you is planes connected. flying above. Yeah. You're back con- between it's the coasts. Any way to connect. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So. What have you been listening to,
0: Justin? Are you still big on Joe Rogan or what? i to
2: Joe
1: Rogan a lot. Brian Callan's got a good one. Um. Man, he was funny on Adam Carolla. He's great.
3: What yeah. is? Brian what Callen's is, great. Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah. I did Eddie or whatever. That one. He's yeah. got that Eddie. character.
2: Yeah.
0: Eddie. Yeah. What, what, yeah. He was, What's uh, your zodiac sign? He's
2: great. He's uh, a So he does, uh, <laughs> have you
1: listened to his podcast? No, i never heard his podcast. He's great. He's
2: really interesting people. He's, he's way, very I'm well read, rooster. but, but yeah, that I one, um. You know, lately I've been kind of falling behind in podcasts a little bit, so I try to listen to this one, obviously. Well, use quickly. I yeah. yeah. appreciate
0: quick, that. Love yeah. that, baby. Yeah,
2: but um, but yeah, still Rogan. You know, that's still my probably my favorite. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. I keep wanting to check out that show of his, Joe Rogan Questions Everything.
2: I watched a couple episodes. It's uh, Not doing it for you? Nah, I don't know. That's I the mean, TV? Yeah. 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 Not yeah. the podcast? I don't watch I, TV a whole lot anymore, though, yeah. either. Yeah. easier yeah. to listen to a podcast. It's hard They're to get both, the
1: dishes right. done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to get yeah.
2: the, the gotta, 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 headphones on. That's right. I'm not a sit sitting you know. Just don't right. sit a whole lot.
0: Well, I think we're going to get ourselves some uh, Bald Brian. Yeah. Ready for him.
1: We'll get Bald Brian in here.
0: Yeah. Talk so, about uh it. Yeah, we're going to get him on. And uh, thanks so much for tuning in and telling a friend, as always. Yep. Brian.
4: Yeah. How's it
0: going, (laughs) man?
4: It's going good, man. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I'm here with, uh, well, this is Danny here with Chris and, uh, Justin sitting here. Uh,
4: hello. Yeah.
0: Are you, are you on the road?
4: Yeah, I am. So I've I've just begun my long, arduous journey to work. So you caught me in a good time.
0: Yeah. Do you guys kind of oversell the whole, uh, the whole traffic problem down there or is that pretty legitimate?
4: It's, 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 it, we, if anything, we undersell it. Is I, am,
3: I your, uh, uh, just
4: left my house, I left my house uh, 10 minutes ago, and I've gone about, I would estimate, um, three quarters of a mile.
2: Oh, just I'd leave the side. house with a buzz if I had to do that yeah. every day.
4: <laughs>
1: That's
2: how. Yeah,
4: yeah. A, and technically, I don't know if you'd be considered like, drinking and driving. i not really doing a lot of driving right now. Yeah.
1: yeah. That sounds like about bicycle speed. Is that a consideration? Mm-hmm.
4: You can't be uh, mo- no, it's a little. It's a little cold, and it, and it, and it would be a little far. But yeah. believe me, I can probably go a little faster on a bicycle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh yes. Yeah, so just to bring our uh, listeners up to speed, make sure you're Bald Brian of Adam Carolla podcast, and uh, you got you got your other podcast, so the Film Vault, which I think is great. I love that one too. Oh,
3: thank
0: you. How long have you thanks. been doing uh, the Film Vault?
4: Um, we first conceived of it about gosh, I guess it was about ten years ago when uh Anderson and I um, were both uh background uh workers at Love Line and we used to spend a lot of time in the control booth. Um, and they you know, there wasn't a there wasn't a lot to do sometimes when, you know, Adam and Drew would spend ten minutes with a caller, Anderson and I would just be kind of waiting around for something to do, you know, to screen the next call or to press the next button. And, uh, we got to talking about movies, something we both loved, and quickly became apparent that we had very different tastes. And, uh, I said to him, hey, we should do a, we should do a radio show about movies. Now this is, you know, 10 years ago. This is really before podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um and so, you know, our, our goal at the time was to
3: get it on an AM radio
4: station somewhere, uh, somewhere in the middle of the country or, or, or overseas. And, and, and we eventually, um, just stuck with it, kept doing it, sort of as a hobby by ourselves. We uh, eventually got it onto um, the the HC2 station, I guess we used to be on in the radio days uh, back around 2006 or 7. Um, they were programming, and we had the show. And then one thing led to another when the stations switched formats, so and we, we abandoned it for a while. And came back to it when podcasting sort of became a little more front and center and we've been doing it now pretty consistently for, uh, since about 2009.
3: Yeah, nice. 2010.
0: Have you seen uh, more listeners now that you've got the whole Baldy Wood segment on Adam's show? Have you getting some migration over the years?
4: Yeah, I think there has actually been a little bit of, uh, of people, you know, are like, oh, this guy actually, you know, this guy talks about movies, and, you know, obviously loves movies, and uh, I guess there's been, there's been a little increase, which is nice, but... Um, you know, it's weird. I never really have been concerned with, uh, getting huge listenership for the film. Involved. I, I like our, I like our, our fanship or listenership to be, uh, involved in You know, like, uh, people, people who really want to listen to the show. I'm not trying to be everything to everyone. And, and mm-hmm. realistically, we, we have, um, we have some habits that you might want to teach out of a, you know, train out of a young podcaster. But, uh, <laughs> it is what it is. And hopefully
3: we appeal to uh, the people who like us
0: yeah that's great. that's great uh you know it's I, I think it's kind of i thought it was kind of interesting to listen to baldywood you know pretty regularly now and uh it seems like you and adam you know you don't agree on a ton it doesn't seem like but yet when it comes to movies it doesn't seem like you guys really butt heads too much was that a surprise i mean because it seems like on, on a lot of stuff you guys end up on opposite ends kind of you and allison on one side
1: adam on the other <laughs> adam is an island right
4: yeah, i'm kind of in the middle like a uh, like a, like a child of divorce <laughs> um, but but i i guess i guess when it comes to movies you know good is good for the most part and you can generally agree on what's good then you know there, there's times when um i guess you know we'll disagree about it we'll be like drive which i thought was fantastic and adam didn't like but what are you gonna do? It's matter of taste. I know plenty of people who liked it. I know plenty of people yeah. who didn't like it. So,
0: it must be hard uh, for you since he sits there and just talks so much shit about it at any opportunity. <laughs> I've noticed.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, that's a very, that's a subtle, that's a subtle mind game I think he does <laughs> to sort of, to sort of, uh, reinforce to the listeners. Like, if you say something enough, people will start to think that it's a fact. Like, Absolutely. when my favorite band, uh, Oasis, back in, in the 90s used to have Constantly repeat they're the best band in the world, the biggest band in the world. It may not have been true, but they said it so often that people just started to believe them. So I think you know, you know, good good for him if, if he if he's that committed to, to you know telling people how bad Drive is, uh, they're eventually going <laughs> to believe him. Um, right. the, the difference is I have two eyes and two ears
3: and a brain, and I can decide for myself. <laughs> wow. You know, it kind well, of made
0: me think about you know politically. There's a lot of disagreement in there. Is there ever like any some big, any big political debates that break out, you know, maybe even off the air because it seems like there's such differing views, especially between Allison and Adam or anything that carries over after the show or are they kind of all good? Can they turn that off?
4: No, I would say they turn it off to an extent. I would say that, you know, I don't think Allison loves, uh, arguing about anything. I don't think she likes conflict. I don't think she likes to be argued with or yelled at. So, um, she does. Uh, you know, it's not a very vicious argument whenever something you know political comes up. And, you know, I I reserve I, I try and uh, you know, devote my attention in my daily life to really important things like movies and transformers and sports <laughs> and things like that. I don't really have time for yeah. politics and world events.
0: You don't spend too much time thinking about uh if it can steer, it can clear or <laughs> anything like that.
4: Well, well ironically I guess I guess I do spend a lot of time thinking about it if you combine the time actually spent on the road, uh, having my day ruined by that situation, plus the time Adam spent yelling about it. Just ranting. Well, so yeah. I guess actually would be a lot of time that I spent thinking about
0: it. Right, it actually does directly affect you. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, it seems like yeah. he's a... Do you kind of agree with that whole idea? I don't know. that. I guess I've heard Dr. Drew say that he's got some sort of... What does he call it? Uh... uh He's super in tune with everything, but he, almost a borderline Asperger situation. Do you think he does have a little something going?
4: Um, I guess so. I don't know about, enough about Asperger's to make any kind of diagnosis, but <laughs> so little I know about it, it would, it would seem like Adam would be a candidate for, uh, for diagnosis. <laughs> a spectrum dweller. I mean, dweller. given the fact that, you know, the little that I know about it, you know, people who are who are fixated or way too interested in something that no one else seems really that interested in. And they can understand why no one else is as interested in it. Um, and this is not any one thing. This could be field goal, 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 posts, or this could be, you know, spirit or clear at times. It's, it's a number of things. And then, you know, Adam, you know, it's joked about on the show by many, many, many guests, that thing of you able eye contact. And I know that's, that's a, a, a symptom, I guess you could say so. Well, I would, I would not be in a position to tighten anybody. I would certainly say just from a checklist point of view, uh, yeah, I guess so.
0: It makes a lot of sense to you. yeah.
4: yeah. You know, it, it, it adds up. I'm not, you know, I yeah. wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't make, make a, a conviction based on the evidence, but circumstantially, sure.
0: So how did you first get involved with Loveline? I know you were a screener, but how did that happen?
4: Uh, it was, yeah, it was the most boring, it was the most boring way possible. I, I was out of a job, uh, uh, you know, at 20, whatever it was, 21, 22 years old, uh, probably 2023 20, 20, And I entered a job posting online uh, for a part-time call screener. Uh, and I knew K-Rock because it's a big, big station here in Los Angeles and kind of worldwide, but, you know, everyone knows K-Rock here in Los Angeles. Really? Mm-hmm. And I uh, went in and applied for the job.
2: Now, Bob, Bryan, this is Justin here. Did you, uh, was this all in college?
4: No, this was just after. So when I, when I finished college... Uh, it was uh, it was early two thousand, and uh, that was right about the time the big tech bubble was bursting, and uh, it was exactly the time actually. And I, I got a job at an internet startup, and of course the the company went under in something like you know four or five months. So I went for a full time job, did nothing, and uh, the you know the, the market was flooded with people in my situation. So I just needed a part time job just to you know pay rent. So that's uh, that's what I did.
2: Yeah, and then uh, what was your degree in?
4: Uh, creative writing, English was a emphasis in creative writing.
2: So, one the, is you're somebody that actually made some have a degree like that?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, you know, it's funny because the the creative writing classes that I took, the actual you know the actual classes that I wrote in, um, really helped a lot with just being on the radio in, in the sense that they really stressed and emphasized and taught, you know, character development, story structure and story development and dramatic structure and all those things that, if you think about it, you really have to know to be on the radio. You have to, I mean, inherently up have to, you have to study them, but you have to be able to tell a story. You have to be able to make exactly. it dramatic or funny or know the beat. Or if you're talking about somebody, to really illustrate the character because the people you're telling have no idea who you're talking about. Um, and, you know, it's something that Adam knows, Inherently, he didn't have to go to school for it. He just kind of picked it up, mm-hmm. uh, either naturally in his life or through his groundlings training or whatever it was. But, you know, when he talked about his buddy Ray, you know who he's talking about because <laughs> he describes it well. <laughs> yeah. Or when he talks about any situation, he really paints the picture. And, yeah. uh, you know, that, that's, uh, something that I, I learned in, uh, in my creative writing class. We well,
0: you know, speaking of creating writing, creative writing, uh, Bald Brian's Council of a Book out on Amazon right now. Uh, actually gonna be released in uh twenty fourteen, May twenty fourteen. Shrinkage, manhood, marriage and the tumor that tried to kill me.
1: I think that's a pretty great title by the way. <laughs> I'll sum it up, yeah. Yeah. How uh oh, thanks, yeah. My, my
4: my editor came up with it and uh all credit to him. It's a pretty he did a pretty good job uh, with the title and the cover, and I'm pretty happy with it.
0: What was that what was that experience like? I mean, you know, did you have to just lock yourself in a room and write? Did you find it fairly easy to go through it or what was that like?
4: Um, I, I have, I had, well, number one, I had a deadline and number two, that wasn't getting my second, I wasn't getting my second check until I turned the book in. So that's friggin' motivator <laughs> talks, right there. baby, yeah. But I, I have the, I have, I was a, um, journalism major before I was a creative writing major. And I, I think that discipline of deadlines and turning in stories on time and, and all that stuff, um, really helped, uh, with, with the writing process. And, and also, I mean, I'm not, this is not meant to sound braggadocious or anything, but uh, writing, the physical process of writing, uh, does come pretty easily to me. Now, I don't know if it's any good, I don't know if the book can be good or not, but I, I will say that the actual physical process of writing, um, is not that difficult for me. Uh, so, just counting out the words, well, it was time consuming and it was tedious,
3: so well,
4: I wouldn't describe it as hard.
0: Well, I'll admit that is pretty braggadocious, but I can <laughs> oh, shit.
2: I'll have to look <laughs> that word up and then I'll agree with that <laughs> yeah. maybe.
0: So, okay. so obviously uh, it's I, it's I, in I, the yeah. title, but it's about your, you know, your battle with cancer and and so you you are in a good place now, right? I mean, from everything I've gathered, what you've said, it seems like things are going well medically and, you know, what's the what's the situation right now?
4: Yeah, um things are going well. I am uh, I'm on uh I'm on a type of chemotherapy that my body tolerates really well. I don't get really sick or or wiped out like you see in the movies. I used to when I was on a different kind of chemotherapy, but my my doctors luckily switched me to a newer kind that um, not only is easier on me, but also works a lot better. Um, So I'm lucky, I'm fortunate to have, you know, good doctors. And uh, I get my infusions, what, every six weeks or two months now, I guess. Um, And, uh, you know, um in as much as uh I guess it's you know blue sky at the head. In as much as, you know, you can never ever be, you know, in the clear with a with a, a tumor like I have, but certainly looking a lot better than, than than it was.
2: So Brian, uh how does that has that changed your outlook on life? What's obviously that, that has to have some effect. Um do you mind talking about that kind of stuff? Um, yeah,
4: yeah. Uh I, I you know People ask me that a lot, and I have to say that it, 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 I never, I mean, if you listen to the radio show or the podcast or whatever, I, I think you got the impression, at least before the, the, the tumor, that, you know, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't a really downtrodden person, I was a pretty positive person, and, um, yeah, I, I guess I'm a little less hesitant to, uh, you know, obviously, I'm a little he- less hesitant to pull the trigger on things now, but, mm. But realistically, uh, I use this example all the time. Like, I remember when I was really, really sick, and, and I was just starting to feel better, and, and I was just starting to come out of, you know, the fog of radiation and chemotherapy and everything, and it, it, for a while, it didn't look like I was going to make it, mm-hmm. and then when it started, it took, the, the cloud started to part just a little bit, you know, I remember not, not uh, worrying about, you know, will I live to see my next birthday or, or any of those things. I remember being frustrated that, you know, the mailman, uh, you know, dropped off our mail on the wrong box or that, you know, right. someone parked you close to my car. Like it was nice to, <laughs> but I'm saying that it's nice to worry about little things. It's nice to have ordinary concerns and it's nice mm-hmm. to, uh, to, to be uh, annoyed by, yeah. uh, by, by normal things. Uh, I would say that, uh, that's a real gift that people don't under, take for, for sure. granted just living a normal life. You know, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not having this, Oh, live every day like it's your last because that'll exhaust you and that'll wipe you out, and you can't do that. It's not realistic. What is realistic is resuming a normal life, and that—that is that is a real—that uh, was a real, a real uh, gift, you know, being able to resume my normal life.
0: And you're affiliated with some some cancer uh, causes and things like that. Anything you kind of want to plug? Anything like that?
4: Well, I I, I do. I, I'll plug them uh, just because I think they're a great organizations. but not. Um, you know, on the payroll or I'm not, you know, don't benefit in any way other than I like to see good organizations, get attention and get resources. So um, I was the uh, the chairman of the National Brain Tumor Society's L.A. Walk for the last two years, and they do a, they do walks all over the country to raise money. They're, they're headquartered, I think, in Boston, but they do walks everywhere from New York to L.A. and everywhere in between. And, um, yeah, I was the chairman for the last two years. We raised a half a million bucks in the last two years, which was, Awesome, because they had never done an L.A. walk before. So I was incredibly flattered when they tracked me down and said that you like to be the chairman for our walk. I was like, absolutely. So anything I can do to sort of raise awareness and raise funds and, and get them out there is, is just, you know, something I consider. So many people, yeah. if you guys, you know, listen to the podcast, you're probably familiar. So many people were so incredibly generous and good to me and Christy, me and my wife. Uh, when I was going to the worst of you know, we had a big fundraiser and raised a ton of money that got us through the next year of our lives. That,
3: you know, anything I can do at
4: this point is just sort of you know pay it paying it back to, to or paying it forward, I should say. So I'm happy to be a part of an organization like that, and I also um, I also do it speaking at uh, this great organization called uh, Stupid Cancer. They're for young people with cancer, like 20s and 30s, because organization organizations like Make a Wish for little kids, and there's some organizations for adults. But it's it's nice to have an organization that's dedicated to people in their 20s and 30s who are, you know, going through it affected by cancer. Maybe it's them or a loved one or a brother or sister or whatever. And so I I, I try and uh, I I speak at their convention every year, in Vegas, and I I try and support them whenever possible. A couple of of great organizations.
1: Awesome. Brian, do you ever have a moment with Adam – I imagine that relationship is like older brotherish, or maybe even like angry fatherish, where where there's like a lot of work trying to be put in to like impress them. Is there a moment where you were like, "Oh, I made it! Like he doesn't hate me." I, I mean, I just get the feeling I would walk on eggshells around him. Huh? Um, or were you? Did you just bring it from the beginning? Like, oh, I can hang. This guy doesn't phase me at all, and that's why he likes. No, it. <laughs> no, no,
4: definitely not. I remember there were. uh there were a lot of moments back at Loveline, I guess, or even in the first part of the race. So on Loveline, I was the call swinger. And as the call swinger, you're pretty low in the totem pole. Right. Um, you're, kind of like a, you're kind of like the holder on a football team. Like, you're important, but they could definitely do it without you. <laughs> yeah. someone, else could, someone else could do your job quite easily.
0: But you could also um, really fuck it like, up.
4: So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They know to if you fuck up, but otherwise, just put there and do your job and help you don't get replaced. Um, <laughs> so I would say... There were a lot of times then, and then when I started on the radio show, I was the call screener for the first five months of the show. I didn't get my chance on air until, you know, five months in.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And, uh, you know, I'm very grateful that Adam gave me the chance to with me when,
3: you know, it was very much
4: a learning curve on air. Um, but there were plenty funny opportunities back in, you know, the radio, uh, excuse me, the Love Line days, where, you know, I was would, I, – I would, uh, get some formal, formal approval from Adam or Drew, you know, they'd laugh at something I said or they would find something I said interesting or, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, and it was, it, it, it's cool because obviously I grew up a fan of love well, wine, Adam and Drew, and oh, thought they were, you know, yeah. smart, funny, and, uh, we, you know, we would be thrilled, you know, like I any, mean, I think it's human nature to so anyone you admire, if you're able to uh, impress them, uh it's, uh, it's a good feeling.
0: Absolutely. Did you have any really crazy moments as a screener? Did you have anybody call in where like, you <laughs> needed to hang up and call the cops or anything like that?
4: Never hang up and call the cops. But I, I think my craziest moment as a screener was, was also my crowning achievement as a screener was uh, <laughs> someone called in and it was it was a very it was a very strange sounding guy. He sounded like uh, he sounded like Buffalo Bill from the Silence of the Lamb. and he was he was. He wanted to know, he was like 23 or something like that, uh, and he's like, I want to know how to, uh, meet girls. I have a hard time meeting girls. And then, then we get that call a lot, and I was like, alright, well, what's, your, what's the problem? Like, why can't you meet girls? They're like, well, I just got out of prison, and, uh, I, I don't know when, how to bring that up, or if it should come up, I was like, oh, how long are you in prison for? And he's like, five years. i like, you're 23, what What'd you go to prison at 18 for? For five years? And he says, oh, I, I, I Tore the head off of a corpse. Okay, okay, okay. Fair enough. And so I knew that was that's a great reveal. That that's you know maybe where the first time my uh, my creative writing training you know came into play in my life in my career uh, because that's a great reveal. And so I put it on the screen. You know, the call screener. You put the the caller on the screen with a little short description.
3: Right. And all I
4: said was you know usually you try to be as accurate as you can. You know, has herpes, wants to know what kind of medication, you know, whatever. <laughs> and for yeah. this, yeah, you know, for this guy, I was like, having trouble meeting, you know, having trouble meeting girls, just come out of prison, please, you know, capital letters, please ask why. Because oh, I yeah. wanted them to discover naturally what happened. Oh, and God. it was so much better than, than I could have, you know, hoped for. Like, he, he, what happened was, he went to a mausoleum and like stole a head off of a, a dead body. And he put it in his fish tank and tried to scare his younger brother, oh. like his little baby brother, with, with, with the head. He's like, "Look, it's grandma!" And like, the kid oh. called the cop. Like, he went to jail for five years. Like, that's pretty. That's uh, it was. It was better than I could
1: have hoped for. Man, those that is. I guess what was
2: intent though. I, I would question that. Was it just a pull prank? Because the person's already dead. Uh, what what well, kind of harm are we causing here, right?
4: You, <laughs> you know what you. I also have a pretty good BF meter. Just I was just going to ask you I can about that. Really tell you know, I'm always the one telling my wife, like, no, that thing on Facebook is fake. Like, you just, you can just tell. She's like, really? And like, yeah, trust me, and it ends up being fake. So I'm pretty good at detecting that kind of stuff. And I, I just knew instantly this guy was telling the truth because he was so That's
3: matter-of-fact
4: right. about it. it usually when someone's lying, they're trying to sensationalize, or they, they emphasize the punchline a little too much.
3: Mm-hmm. And
4: this guy was so matter-of-fact. He definitely seemed to have a, a personality disorder. Then I was I was
3: like, Well they
1: they have to
0: talk to him. Now. Yes. I'm so surprised he, he couldn't get dates. I mean I'd give him a chance. He <laughs> sounds sounds like an interesting dude, you know.
1: The lengths if you go to that yeah. lengths to make someone scared, think about, you know, to love or to love or laugh that effort. He's
0: not gonna you're not just gonna sit back on the couch and be like, Uh, are we doing anything I'm today Like bored. He's got something in <laughs> mind.
4: He's got something. Yeah, this guy. This guy's a jeweler. He's not a talker. He's no,
0: a right. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So how how did you make that transition onto the air? They they just gave you one chance. Hop in, see how you do.
4: No, it was a, it was a little more. Um, when you're when you're trying to break into radio, the way the way that I sort of did it, when you're the call screener, or you're behind the scenes, you're a producer, or something walk walking the halls, you're emptying the garbage. You're, you're, you're you know what I did was. They'll give you a chance once in a while, it's like being a pinch hitter in baseball, it's mm-hmm. like, you're not, you can't afford to go over four, like the star center fielder.
3: Right.
4: You're a pinch hitter. You gotta, you gotta make contact more often than not. So, you know, I got the, the chance once in a while to do an on-air bet, a comedy bit, or, or something, some sort of something, but I had to make them, you know, I had to make them count. So, you know, I would do things and I would prepare you know, for We'd end up doing it. And then if it went well, I would get it. Yeah, it's pretty good. You know, well, you know, it's going to be something else or, you know, tell us when you got another idea. And so I, you know, I did maybe a few of these and got my best to do some, some stuff on the air. And when the time came to, I filled in for Mike Lynch, who at the time was our sound effect guy. He was getting married and going on his honeymoon for like two weeks. And Adam needed to fill in sound effects guy. And he's like, all right, well, you know, you can do it for two weeks. And so I did it, and I uh, have a blast. And long story short, they decided to give me the job permanently, and moved. Mike Lynch was doing that and also writing full-time for the show, which mm-hmm. was, you know, he was doing the job of two people. So when the time came to, for him to come back for his honeymoon, they were like, Mike, you're now the full-time writer, and Brian's the full-time sound effects guy. And it kind of worked out for everyone, because Mike is a is and was a great writer. He's all done it the two of his books working on a third so you kind of ended up doing uh, the show benefited
0: uh, from what you did that's great that's awesome I mean and it seems like you're you're just such a sound effects pro we were laughing earlier that we need to get some sound effects you got any you got any secrets you' you're, you they, those things come up in a half a second and you've got like 500 to choose from how, how are you doing that yeah there
4: are there are several hundred um, to choose from I think the two things number one you have to be able to type fast
3: because you have right. to
4: be able to actually physically get sound effects. But the, the number one thing I think for, for me anyway is I anticipate a lot when I don't, where I'm going to go. I'm going to say if I, I can sort of see a joke unfolding or a right. reference to something or an opportunity to slip and drop in, yeah. you know, then I'll use it. So I think uh, the, the, the anticipation is probably your, your, your biggest ally.
2: And now we should cue the more you know. Yeah,
4: I'm
2: a slow typer, so
4: <laughs> you, can see, you can see me getting all already there, talking about how how hard it is to be a great sound effects guy, and that's when you want to start getting the uh, more you know sound effects
1: ready. <laughs> so, um, are you uh, just shop talk a little bit? Are you on a certain piece of software that does that? Are you on like an iPad? Are you on this massive rig of digital equipment?
4: I am using, uh, what, what is sort of industry standard, at least in radio, uh, a instant replay 360 machine. Um, and that is sort of just playback machine that holds tons and tons of drops.
1: Oh, cool.
3: And, yeah. Uh,
4: but that's what's been used for, uh, I, I, Anderson uses it for Love Line and, uh, Fred North used it on the Stern Show, so this is a very sort of industry standard kind of thing. And in a sense, if you're doing a podcast, by all means, you probably got a way of using a, uh, a, uh,
1: laptop or something sure yeah, yeah. right on
0: so Brian I, I wanted to ask you something as as, as uh, going back to you being such a movie buff I just saw Don John and I didn't know what to make of it did I don't remember if you did this on Baldiwood. did you like that movie
4: I have not seen it it's on my queue I think it comes out in January and I I, I do want to see it I just haven't mm. I didn't get the opportunity or theaters
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. Just, uh, I'll be looking forward to a Baldywood cause I'm, it's a big question mark. It's an enigma for me. I don't know what to think. I took, I took, well,
4: I what, took what, what, did, what did or didn't you like about it?
0: Well, you know, it, it, uh, it's, it has a relationship in it that doesn't seem very organic. That ends up being a real kind of pivotal part of the movie. Uh, kind of this transition for him kind of, but it doesn't feel very natural and how the things would normally flow. And, uh, Scarlett Johansson's character kind of does some weird stuff that doesn't seem, that just is kind of very important to the plot that doesn't make a ton of sense from her character. And then I, I, I was on a date for it and she was just wildly uncomfortable. <laughs> it was, she actually picked the movie. We were going to go see, uh, oh, it's on uh her then. Yeah. uh, what was that one in a world? We we're going to see oh, a world. We've got a, the living room theater here in Portland. I don't know if you, have you ever, you ever gone there while well, you've been in Portland?
4: Uh, I've only been to Formula once, and it was for like 24 hours. So I'd like to make it back for like
0: a weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's this kind of cool theater that's a little interesting. It's it's kind of it's kind of I don't know modern, I guess. But they keep movies a long time in some cases, and so in a world is still there. Turns out they were all sold out. So we saw Don John, and she was. I don't think she's like super religious or anything. But there's some there's a lot of porn in that movie. You know, there's a lot of actual clips. So it, it seems like a decent. A decent, uh, uh, date movie, but yet they've gotta be pretty open. They gotta be down, yeah. yeah there's, <laughs> there's gonna be a lot in there. And then Scarlet still dating? Are you
4: still dating the girl?
0: It, it did. The, it didn't end. She didn't cut things off because of that. <laughs>
1: did it? Was there a okay, slight yeah. hiccup or a pause? Or well, you know?
0: she, I mean, later she. La- I, I don't. I don't think she was kidding, but it sounded like she might have. been. I don't know. I was. She said, "I actually maybe thought maybe we should get up and leave." She at some point she because she actually kind of hated it, but she. You at least read her correctly. Yeah, you could right. see
1: that she was uncomfortable. Yeah, you know?
0: I know, I could tell. I mean, but it, it, I couldn't tell if she, I think she was just trying to make a joke. I don't think she actually wanted to leave, but it it was a lot. It was kind of a lot to take. And uh yeah, I wasn't I wasn't just just super impressed, but it was interesting. I it, I kind of almost want to see it again, but um, not not just for the porn. Well, not did, just for the
4: porn. did you end, Did you end up seeing uh, uh, in a world?
0: No, I haven't yet. This was just last Friday, so I haven't had a chance yet. I, I know that you really like that one, right?
4: Yeah, I think I raised about it on uh, my Baldwin. But, yeah. but I loved it; it was one of my favorite movies that I saw it in the year. Uh, it was really, really
0: good. And and Lake mm-hmm. Bell was was on the podcast a little while ago. She is she pretty a yeah. uh, pretty cool cat.
4: I I, I have almost I have almost no recollection. I think it was before I really knew who she was. Oh. Um, so I have no impression of her, which means she either was. Perfectly fine or uh, perfectly boring. Trish is perfectly fine, but uh, <laughs> I, I, now, that I've seen, now that I've seen the movie, I'm excited for her to come back. Like, so you know, keep phrase on her. and Tell her what a great movie
1: it was. Yeah, that really was a fantastic movie. It was fun to hear uh when you guys did a when Nick Offerman came on. I think it was a live one. uh He was also very kind to say like, "Oh, I was just cameoing," but she was kind of the powerhouse behind the whole thing. It's cool. Yeah, Nick was
4: a Nick was a good guest on that
0: live show. He had he had the greatest laugh. <laughs> was that <laughs> noticeable in the room? It seems like every once in a while he'd bust uh, out.
4: I do remember having a good laugh. I don't remember exactly what it was, but yeah, uh, yeah it was. It was. Uh, what else?
1: Have you gotten to hang out with him at all, and uh, no. outside of the podcast?
4: I have never really. Man,
1: I'm he like, seems.
4: I also think he's a little older than I am. But uh, yeah, it's funny. I think when uh, I think when when people. When people, uh, when I look at my Amazon page for the book, that people also, you know, people who do this also this item in his book if
1: you're the person comes up. Oh, that's great, yeah. His book's great. I just finished it.
0: Yeah. yeah. I hope that uh,
4: people like it. They like it.
0: <laughs> Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I got it on uh, on my uh, Audible account. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm excited about it. Does <laughs> <laughs> he read it? I I have not I have not yet. It sounds like Chris has. Yeah. I haven't, but uh yeah, it sounds like it's good.
4: Oh,
1: he did, yeah. Oh, he did, yeah. He did, yeah. I got it's you. his voice, yeah. Uh, which is perfect. Yeah. Just the, the creamy smoothness of the Offerman tone. Well, I I
0: just decided to, to a little while ago to I had like you know a hundred channels or whatever on TV and decided I, I didn't need that. I only have like the bottom twelve, but that. So one of those is obviously NBC. I think it's NBC. So I keep seeing Parks and Rec on, which oh, I just, I which is funny. I'm so backwards and kind of old school. I guess I I could go out and find it on Hulu or Netflix or whatever. But now I ended up I, I'm i watching it all the time because it's one of my 12 channels I can actually see. And that's that's a great show. <laughs> great show. He, he's really uh, funny, funny in that. So I wanted to it's ask you, funny. Brian. Uh, you're you're obviously a big USC fan. Went to USC. Uh, it sounded like you, st- you helped, you started a frat there, right? Is that true? Yes, I was a founding father uh,
4: cap of, uh, Pi Capital
1: Pi USA. Founding father? That sounds pretty cool. I like that, yeah. that's good to have on the resume. Are you, uh...
4: Sounds, sounds a lot harder than it was. <laughs> just a
1: hell of a lot of paperwork. Sounds exhausting. <laughs> Handshaking. It's, it's, yeah,
0: lot... it's not like old school where people just kind of yell out, hey, it's the Godfather. Or, <laughs> Free pie know. and all that? Yeah, you're right. Your money's no
1: good here. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, all the respect you get comes long after graduation. While you're there, it's, uh, a lot of, not a lot of girls.
1: Right. Ah, uh, yes, <laughs> yes. So
0: I was just going to ask you, uh, do you hate Lane Kiffin? Do you, do you, do you like him? What, what, you, what are your thoughts?
3: Um,
4: well, it's like, okay, I don't know if I hate Lane Kiffin, but, okay, so, like, you've heard, I don't know if it's a legend or if it actually happened, but, like, do, do you hate the elephant? That buries his trainer in a pile of shit and kills him. It's like, no, the elephant's just doing what the elephant does. He just comes to make a giant jump and, and kill somebody. And you know that's kind of what Lane Kiffin did with USC. So uh, I don't hate him for it. He's just doing what Lane Kiffin does. You know,
0: it was just expected. Yeah. Okay. That's a yeah, good way to.
4: That's the hazard of the job. That's the, that's the hazard of being an elephant trainer. If you're washing out the elephant butthole and he, you know, buries USC's, and you know, if you hire Lane Kiffin, that's the
3: uh, that's the risk.
0: <laughs> yeah he just seems like such an unlikable guy at this point I, you know i I don't know if that's what he's going for
1: or what, but it's cer certainly you think seems that's his like stick yeah <laughs> I'm going for unlikable
4: <laughs> yeah maybe he's going to be like the only coaching
0: <laughs> so we are we're all kind of big uh uh Seahawks fans up here and i are you a uh I seen that. Are you a 49ers fan? Is that something I'm just Yeah, I
4: Yeah, I, I hope you guys are bracing yourselves for uh, your inevitable loss this weekend. Ooh,
2: I like that. <laughs> Bringing it tough. Did you watch Monday Night Football, Brian?
4: Um, how dare you, first of all? I got <laughs> to Listen, the Niners, uh, the Niners are bouncing into shape now that Bradbury is back. I don't think people really understood just how big of a, uh, of a loss that was for the team in the first half of the year. And I was like, what's wrong with Kaepernick? It's like, well, if you want to one receiver, you have problems too.
3: And yeah. if you're on a three
4: receiver, Andy. But so, but
3: I, I think they'll be out of The Seahawks are a
4: very, very good team, obviously. But, uh, the Niners are, wow. uh, the Niners, it, it's, this is about as good you could realistically hope, realistically hope for them to be at this point in the season. So I'm, cautiously uh, consciously optimistic.
0: Do you see Kaepernick as a franchise long-term quarterback?
4: Absolutely. I, I, I you I, I know what I'm talking about because I coached two years at JV football. Uh, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm an expert. I'm obviously an expert. I'm obviously an expert, yeah. I'm an expert, yeah. But, he was uh, on my, on yeah, two Kaepernick, fantasy Kaepernick teams fantasy team. Kaepernick this year. had uh, all, all, all the skills. He is, he, he uh, and uh, as far as I can tell, I had it all together uh, upstairs too, mentally. So I feel very comfortable with, with Kaepernick. Believe me, I lived through years in Alex Smith and watching him, watching him screw up in the City and watching him win despite of him uh only well
1: reinforces
4: <laughs> what a good a decision was it was to go yeah. over Alex Smith. Because like, like you'll watch you'll watch the Chiefs play, you know, they'll dominate average to bad team, but then but then they'll play a decent team, they'll get down by ten or fourteen points and it's like, well pay okay, over. Alex Smith is not the guy who's gonna lead you back to mm-hmm. uh victory over a good team. Deficit. So, well, I, um, I I'm very comfortable with Colin
0: Kaepernick. I kind of know that maybe a little. I don't know if it's a great comparison, but as being a Seahawks fan for so long of Hasselbeck, no. where he's a decent game manager, he can kind of keep you in it. He's not going to make some really dumb decisions. But w- w- like you say, when you're down ten points, he can't air it out and start mm-hmm. start winning this game for you. Is that? It seems like yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, that's
4: why that's why in a way you will want a guy like Eli Manning instead because. Well, you're going to get a double-edged sword of interception touchdowns. Eli is a guy that can bring you back from 10 or 14
1: To make something happen, yeah. You
0: know, and to be really honest, it sounds like I'm just making this up, but when, when the Giants were down, what maybe they're, they go down like 0 and 4 to start the year or something? I was telling everybody, I said, this team is better than their record and Eli Manning is good. He is a good quarterback. Go. I mean, he's got the stat. He's got the he's got the ring. What does he have? Two? He has two, right? Or just one? Either way, he has two. Yeah, he's, he has he has two, and it's so funny how people can just turn their back on people so fast. They have a couple <laughs> losses, yeah. and ooh, you know, whoa, Manning doing doing the Eli Manning face and and all that. But uh yeah, the guy can air it out, and he'll go out and win a win a ball game. But that's what I like about Russell Wilson. He would do the same, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and they yeah,
4: people uh, people have a tendency to, you know, people have a tendency to turn on quarterbacks quite quickly in the NFL. I mean, yeah. you know, RG three. By the way, I hate calling him RG three. Ronald Griffin the third. Thank you. Very
3: professional. Thank you.
4: Rookie of the year, or whatever he was, and then uh, next thing you know, everyone's dumping on him. And Newton was was a rookie of the year, and everyone's dumping on him in year two. It's like, hey man, it's going to take three or four years to figure out who these guys are.
1: It's also right. really hard. This is hard. It's a it hard is, job. It is. Give them a little credit. Yeah. It's,
0: it's the most... It's the, I, do the,
4: I do the hardest. The so yeah, most you, important you have to job tell me that the Giants were better than Owen four After week three, I, I got a... Uh, I put money down on... Uh, I got a great prop bet. I got, will any Owen 3 team make the playoffs? It was like plus 1,000, 10 to Ooh. 1. Oh, so that's amazing. I was like, amazing. well, that's a very good bet. So I put, you know, 10 bucks or whatever it was on that bet. At the time, it was the Redskins,
1: the Giants, the Steelers, were very much in it right now, and, uh, you wow. know, the Vikings and
4: whoever else. Wow, that, the that's that was first great. Weeks, that great was a great that, like That was a very, like, I was surprised the odds were so far against the 0-3 team making the playoffs.
1: Yeah, that must be some that's statistical wild. thing in the past where it's like 90% don't or something.
0: Right. Yeah. But it was pretty clear, I thought anyway, that the Giants were underachieving. I didn't think that the Steelers were underachieving. I was kind of expecting them to ride that that failure out a little <laughs> more. But uh, yeah, but they're so always. Am, tough. Uh,
4: I'm a big Giant Steelers fan right now. I like them very much to play the playoffs.
0: Well, <laughs> again, being a Seahawks fan, I, I'm pained so much from the Super Bowl and oh, what is it? Oh five, oh six. That, uh, I went from not caring about the Steelers to just hating the Steelers with a passion. <laughs> so, <laughs> sure, so, although, sure. uh, yeah, I, I think they're a tough team. I always, Paul Amalu is always scary. I would never want to be a quarterback with Paul Amalu running around back there. That would be scary. It, uh,
2: you know.
4: He was my, he was my favorite, uh, USC player of all time. He was, he was a great, great player in college. And, uh, he's been a great pro and, uh, Hall of Famer for sure. So I, I'm, uh, I'm very much a Troy Paul Amalu.
0: Yeah, he's scary. Well, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that game in San Francisco and it's just gonna be an interesting playoffs. I think that San Francisco is definitely starting to peak at the right time and they're looking really good. But the Seahawks also have their line back and I don't know what's up with Percy Harvin though. I heard he's sitting again potentially, but uh or yeah, I, I don't know what's up with him, but uh yeah, I like that the West Coast teams are getting some respect and they're they're good. And I actually think Arizona and St. Louis are both pretty good. So that whole division is not so terrible anymore, which is...
4: Arizona is, is, Arizona is great, and that's another game that I made three season. but I took them... Their over-under for wins on the year was like four and a half. And no I was like, Arizona's really? going to be a much better team last year. They upgraded significantly at the most important position. I mean, that's worth a couple of wins right there. And uh, they're, they're playing in a good division, which means it is one of two things. One, you're gonna be the worst team and get killed by everybody, or what I thought was more likely was that um they they were gonna you know, when you're in a good division you kinda of rise to the level of the competition. I mean the Rams are playing a little bit better. The Rams are not a good team, but they're at least a, a better team than they were. So I figured that this whole division is gonna get better and uh, the Cardinals are, are surging. I mean they're they're in line for the fight for a playoff spot.
0: But... Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's beautiful. So uh yeah I don't know maybe we should let you go. I don't know how's that traffic looking Are you? you made it any progress? Uh, I got I
4: got, I got, about, I got 10 more minutes so I'll be, if you have anything I'm uh, on your
0: Well um uh I did kind of want to uh
2: profess his love is what he wanted to do. <laughs> sure sure. Sorry. Sure sure. Well it is
0: <laughs> I don't know about profess my love. Um that was maybe something private not on the air but uh you know, it is kind of funny to have a show like the Adam Carolla podcast that is obviously so popular and so many people listen to it every day. Is it a little bit weird that you have so many people, admittedly, like us, that kind of listen to you talk all day? Like, not it's a all lot day, of hours. But every day. Yeah. I was thinking about how many who, – who are the people that I hear their opinions and thoughts the most – and people like Adam Carolla. It's pretty scary that it's Adam and so <laughs> kind of high. <laughs> yeah.
1: it's, it's top five, baby.
0: I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. Do you, does it? Do you meet a lot of people that seem to think they know you because of the show or anything like that.
4: Um, I I, I guess so. Honestly, it's it's really flattering. And anyone, I, I would put it this way: like whenever you know, if I ever out with friends or whatever, and I get you know recognized where, wherever I am, and you know, I get, you know, surprise or interest or whatever. I'm always super flattered because if anyone recognizes me on the street from a podcast, that means that they're not only a big fan, but that they took the time to go online and check out the website or see what I look like or Google me or you know there, there's a there's a level yeah. like
1: Come to anyone the live can show
4: recognize something. anyone can recognize you know and Jerry Seinfeld's a bad example but anyone can recognize someone from TV, or one of the Real Housewives or. You know Ty Burrell from Modern Family because they're on TV and they're recognizable. But if you recognize someone from your favorite podcast, that's another level of uh, of enthusiasm, I guess, because you you've taken the time to you know let's find out more about this person or whatever it is. So I always found it super flattering.
0: Right, it's very cool. Well, I'm, I'm surprised it hasn't gotten brought up yet in this, in this little show here, but Justin, <laughs> Justin's partied with you before.
2: We have, Brian. Actually, uh, Ian, just, your buddy Ian and I, uh, so I'm with Mandy, Ian's sister, and we've, uh, I think we've done some shots together. Um, we've definitely gotten drunk together that, in Hermosa I'm, Beach. There. I find that
4: very, I find that very hard to believe. I don't think that, I don't think that's
2: awesome. that, you, Ian's not that type of guy that would go out and get drunk. Yeah, and, no,
4: you you know. just, he just, he whatever we Wherever Ian is, there's no alcohol to be found. So I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know what you're talking
2: about. That's right. Well, actually, I texted him uh-huh. today to try and get some. I was like, yeah, give me something to, you know, bring up. But he, uh, he didn't give me anything. So no, I, I wanted some dirt.
4: Well, he, I see him, I see him all, every weekend during uh, football season because he, he tailgates and, uh, he's a big USD fan like I am. So I see him all the time. And, uh, yeah, where where do we go? Is it a wedding or where?
2: Yeah, no, we're then? just, uh, down in Hermosa Beach. Uh, this has probably been, it's been a while, five years ago, six years ago, maybe.
4: I was gonna say, if I, if I was, if I was actually, if, if you're not just joking around and actually taking a shot, it definitely was a long time ago, because I can't remember the last time I actually took a
2: shot. Yeah, I, it, in, the, the night's a little bit of a blur for me, Um I remember <laughs> playing some volleyball, uh, and then, and I didn't really know who you were at that point. I think it was kind of before I started listening to the podcast. I think curl just, Crow was kind of how I got into podcast, and then I was like, oh, that's Bob Bryan, you know, and and they'd introduced you with Bob Bryan and Mandy had known you um, obviously from from before, but um but yeah, I, I didn't I didn't really know I hadn't I listened to much podcast, know much about you at that point. But it's it's been a while back, I and mean, it, it was probably would have sure, been pre, sure. pre pre you know before you had your your tumor. So
4: Uh probably well, let me tell you, it was, it was one of the best days of my life. I can tell you that much, and uh, I'll never forget that, that day. Yeah, I don't
0: know. I'm beautiful. picking up on that. Yeah, now. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's... Just, it's, it's, it's... I mean, he nice. definitely
1: took a shot with a bald guy named Brian so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. in Hermosa Beach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> something <laughs> happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He may or may not have been <laughs> on the radio. I don't know. Yeah. Something yeah. about a podcast
4: or some sort of sure, job. Are you sure? it wasn't Brian? Are you sure it wasn't
1: Brian
0: that is such a good point. It's funny,
1: actually. We're gonna call him next. So let's. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit!
2: Wow,
3: that is such I, a, I, a that, weird coincidence. <laughs>
2: uh so you are the biggest celebrity on this show so far it uh uh the the host here was very he was nervous leading into this <laughs> so jeez
0: you're airing out that's my that dirty laundry
4: that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: that's fair right.
0: yeah it is fair <laughs> it is i'll take that
1: no but we okay. really really appreciate it thank you
0: yeah for sure brian really it's my really pleasure yeah, really appreciate the show and, and uh, really looking forward to reading your book and, and love both of your podcasts that you're on. And uh, I was going to plug, you know, this will come out in a couple of weeks, but you guys, uh, I don't know, you guys have a live podcast going on. Uh, so I don't know how many listeners we have in the San Diego, L.A. area, uh, but maybe a few. I don't know. It sounds like, let's see here, the 18th San Diego American Comedy uh, Company. Uh, it looks like a couple podcasts. A live podcast. Yeah, don't, don't
4: bother plugging that. I get paid either way. Tell people to buy the
1: book. <laughs> no, there we go. Buy that book, baby.
0: <laughs> buy the book. Yeah, just go and pre-order that. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'm really, I really am looking forward to that for sure. And, uh, yeah, just, Thanks. uh, tell Adam he's next on his heels. <laughs> We're
1: on his heels, baby. <laughs> or Allison. That's
4: I'll fine sure too. You know. That's fine and, too, yeah.
0: and Allison too. I just love Allison. She's such a great contribution to that show.
4: Yeah, she's fantastic. Uh, I'll let her
0: know as well. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Brian. Appreciate it,
2: man.
4: Yeah. And if you get up to
2: Portland, you uh, look us up, and we'll take you out
0: for sure. Yeah. I know you're a big beer guy. (laughs) Obviously, you know know about Portland and beer and our obsession.
4: Yeah, I was just we were just there for a live show. Did you guys come to
0: that? I did. I did. I saw you guys at Aladdin. It was a good show. Oh yeah, it
4: was it was a a good show and. Yes, I, I very much uh, sampled some of the local brews. It was fantastic. Uh, it was a real beer mecca. And uh, next time I'm up there, I'll, I'll definitely take you up on that.
2: All right, great. Amazing.
0: Thanks a lot, Brian. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon.
4: Thank you. Talk to you guys later.